let me get my notebook here where I have my topics listed because I'm prepared. It's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, I just realized that I had never explained. Um, I know when I interviewed Emily quite a while ago, she was like, I don't know what's going on. You've always been Samantha. Why are you calling yourself Sam? And I'm really not. I uh, My legal name is Samantha. I pretty well have gone by Samantha my entire life. Um, growing up, especially when I was younger, it wasn't until I was probably a senior in high school, I started dating a guy and then my freshman year of college who called me Sam. And then I had professors and um, employers and coworkers and things here and there that called me Sam. But for the most part, I've always gone by Samantha. It's me, Samantha, just doesn't really have much flow to it. So, yeah. Um, And I actually, uh, I don't really care. I don't really care either way. I have people, you know, people always do that. Do you care if if people call you Sam? What do you usually go by? And I I really don't have any preference. Um, The one thing, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking that I, that is kind of, you know, will take you, take, take you off guard a little bit. It's like, you're talking to somebody and you don't know them or you're like, it's a customer service person and you introduce yourself as Samantha. And then they, in conversation, start referencing and calling you Sam. And you're like, wait a minute, I just met you. What the heck? So I did have a nurse yesterday who I have talked to quite, quite often. And she said, I feel like we're at the point in our relationship where I should be able to start calling you Sam. So maybe it is like a, it's a a rite of passage into a friendship when you um, allow for someone to start calling you by your shortened or your nickname. I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't know. I don't care really. I call me anything. It doesn't matter to me. I've been called every name in the book so many different times that if you call me Sam instead of Samantha, it's really not that big of a deal. So anyway, there's that more information that you probably could care less about, but I choose to record it and share it with the world. Um, I did want to give an update here on Instagram. I kind of messed with Instagram a little bit. Like I would update when I would post updates for new episodes. I would maybe would just put them on there with the same descriptions and things, but not really much more than that. But as I started looking around a little bit more, I kind of feel like Instagram is where I might end up landing for the, for most of my, um, promotions and things and information about the podcast because it does have, um, I can have a public, profile and it doesn't, um, I don't have, because I haven't had Instagram for very long, I don't have really anything personal on there. And anyway, I just kind of like the feel of it. I'm connecting up with some other foster moms and some other single moms and single parents and things. So it's, I like that aspect of it, of being able, being able to do a search or do a hashtag search and connect up with other people and actually be able, like on Twitter, you don't really see anything about the person. You just see their tweets and like you can maybe get a feel for who they are. But on Instagram, like if I pull up, if I type in single mom, you know, I pull up a whole list of single moms and I can see their pictures and I can read, you know, their stories and things. So, and Instagram is kind of blown up. There's like Instagram TV and live and Instagram stories and all kinds of different stuff. So I'm 
kind of landing there. Um, I used to have a different name, but I did want to um, update y'all that my, um, you can, if you're on Instagram or you have anything to do with it, or you want to just get on there and, and check out my page, I changed the name so it kind of matches up with everything else, and it's just uh, the same as my email, um, which is obnoxious. I'm, I'm aware. It's just the only thing that was available, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's uh, its.me.sam.podcast. So if you search for that on Instagram, you'll be able to track down my page. And I've been putting up some different things on there that I don't necessarily put on the uh, Facebook uh, group, um, but I post on there as well. So whatever, whatever hits my fancy. I post where I want to post because I'm an adult and I do what I want. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just get bored really. And then I start thinking about things I can post online and then I do it. Um, so there's that. Check me out on Instagram. Follow me. Love one of my status. I don't know anything about it. Heck on it. Here's something that, uh, that happened yesterday that I was not prepared for. So like I said, and and this is also just a PSA to any single men in the world based on this interaction that I had yesterday. Because I, because my profile is public and even though it's a business profile, it's still pretty well set up the same as a, a a personal profile. Uh, But because it is public, Obviously, anyone can follow me, anyone can look at my posts, anyone can, any, anyone in the world. So, I had a couple of randos that followed me, you know, that were men or whatever, and I, um, one of them, this is before I knew, this is, this is, this was naive me, before I knew kind of what the, what the deal was. I followed a couple of them back, and so once you follow somebody back, I guess really they could have messaged me either way, but so the one guy, I was like, that's weird. He has all these followers, but only three posts and like, they're the same thing. There's pictures of his face, not a bad face, decent face. Um, but he starts messaging me and I was like, what, what's going on? Like, are, are, how do you have all these followers and yet, I just turned there for no reason, and it's definitely not the way I needed to go. Anyway, um, <clears throat> how do you have all these followers, and yet only three posts? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's he's a weirdo. He's straight up weirdo. So then, not even skip a beat, two minutes later, I get another message from the guy. Now, this guy, this guy killed me. And this is where I want to get just a public service. <laughs> Just a little bit of, just a little help for any single men out there, especially in the 30 to 40 year old range. This guy right out the gate, I swear to you, it was like, where are you from? Which is okay. I just told him Ohio. And then he, so I, I said a state, he writes back to me and says, I'm from S F S is in Sam F is in Frank. And I'm like, look, dude, I know my geography spotty at best. But uh, I'm pretty sure there's no states that have the uh, initials or the abbreviation SF. And so I thought, is he saying San Francisco? Why would you do that? I said my state. Why would you say San Francisco? It was San Francisco, but come on. Say California. Match Match my answer. Then he jumps right to in my business and asks me, uh... 
how when when did I or was I single that was that was the next question and then the very next question was when did I um end my most recent relationship and why did it end I'm sorry I'm sorry and I said to him and I, I don't care I don't know you know it's a stranger I said to him I said I'm sorry um how old are you this is what I said like I'm gonna help I'm like you know what we're not, nothing's happening with you and me buddy but I'm gonna try to help you out he tells me he's 45 how are you 45 years old and supposedly he follows that up by saying that he'd been married for 12 years and that he was single at the time but how are you going to be 45 years old, manage to sustain a marriage for 12 years, and still think that it's appropriate to jump right out the gate and ask somebody some super personal questions? And not just like we're sitting down for coffee. I'm a stranger on the internet. What's the matter with this guy? So, Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that, and I've had some other pervy weirdos. I had Tom Cruise follow me, for crying out loud. Look, dude, you're not the real Tom Cruise. If you were the real Tom Cruise, I would be losing my mind. You're not. It made me sad because I got excited, and then it was a big letdown because you're not real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wasn't really prepared for that. So, after <clears throat> after I uh, I was like, yeah, dude, um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too interested and uh and having this conversation he says okay i see may god heal your mind and then you know i'm mad i'm just mad who are you may god heal your mind how about that how about you back that back out of my life who are you i blocked him because i was mad <laughs> i don't know i don't want to be told what to do by anybody and uh he, he could have been a decent guy. I don't know. But I'm just not interested in sharing personal business with someone on the internet. Especially someone who, like, question number three is tell me about your most recent relationship and when, how it ended and when. What? I, I don't, I, I, this is why I won't date. This is why I refuse to date. This is why I refuse to ever have any type of a, a relationship or get married again because I'll just be offensive all the time because I can't handle people. I'll just be, I have no filter. I've, I've, I'm done with the bullshit. I just, I can't help. I can't help myself. And so when somebody asks me a question like that, I'm, even in person, I'm going to be like, are you serious right now? Why are you really asking me that? I'm, I have no ability to to engage in conversation in a, in a style that's like flirty or date appropriate I can't do it I can't do it anymore so whatever I'm living my best life single and I'm gonna keep it up <clears throat> um so yeah find me on Instagram but don't be a weirdo or a perv or a guy who is inappropriate and asks dumb questions <laughs> but if you're none of those things yeah track me down and follow me um so, another uh, couple of updates here. When it comes to food and, and eating and, and my lifestyle changes, I'm happy to report that I survived Diet Mountain Dew Detox 2018 with flying colors. I'm a week over a week past. And I just want to say this to anyone who's listening who also has a Diet Mountain Diet anything diet soda, soda in general, um, 
you know, we're going to call it an addiction because let's just be honest with ourselves. Look, if you could have seen me and what I experienced on like the three, the first two days were the worst. The third day was bad. After that, I was okay. If you could have seen me, I'm not making this up. The day, the morning after I recorded, I think I recorded on Monday of last week, that Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Cause I had a, I had my last one on Monday night at the football game. Tuesday morning, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning. I couldn't even open my eyes. I have never felt such a piercing, just, it literally felt like somebody was taking a tack hammer to my forehead, in my temples, in the back of my head, in my eyes, and all, all of all my face, everywhere. I, I stumbled out of bed. I, I'm really fortunate that I don't, I don't have any, um, aches or back aches or pains or anything. I rarely, rarely, rarely get headaches. Um, every once in a while I'll pop off a migraine and then usually it's just because I'm tired. And so I'll usually just try to sleep it off. I, I don't even keep, um, Motrin or Tylenol or really anything like that in my house. So I, but I did have like this small bottle of Motrin in my purse so I come downstairs, 6 in the morning. I can't even open my eyes all the way. I'm stumbling. I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck. I mean, it was just bad. I, I get up. I get up on a stool. And I'm digging through my medicine cabinet. Because all I had in the little Motrin bottle in my purse was 400 milligrams. And I was like, mm-mm. That's not. Nope. That's not going to cut it. I know it's not. This is this is death. This is terrible. I dig, dig and dig in my, and why did I save this? I don't know. But when my daughter was born over seven years ago, apparently the doctor prescribed for me 800 milligram ibuprofens, you know, to heal from the trauma of childbirth. And, uh, I didn't take them all. I saved one pill in that bottle and you better believe six thirty in the morning, I'm taking that pill and just praying that I can recover and make it through the rest of the day. It barely took the edge off. I did find, and I've been doing this, not every day, but some days, that drinking a cup of coffee in the morning seems to help. Um, it's crazy. I'm telling you, if you are a, a diet soda drinker, a soda drinker in general, if you could have seen me, you would, you would, uh, maybe consider the possibility of stopping as well. So that carried on for two days. The third day still had a little bit of a headache. I'm talking like nausea, confusion, like I, it was rough, but, um, I, I told somebody yesterday and I'm saying that today, like just seeing how my body reacted to not having diet soda anymore made me scared, really scared to ever drink it again. So, my kids were making fun of me on Sunday, I think it was. We went to Walmart, and I was like, look at me. I'm in the soda aisle, and I have freedom, and I'm not buying any soda. Look at me. No soda in my cart. I'm not buying any Diet Mountain Dew today. And my son was like, yeah, you're going to you're gonna cave. You're going to be buying it in a week. And I was like, you know what? Keep telling me that. Keep saying that kind of stuff to me because I love a challenge and I love to prove, prove people wrong. And even though he's 11, I will prove him wrong. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm over a week past it and really have no, um, no desire. I've been drinking more water. I've been, I have been drinking like some, uh, 
like every once in a while I'll get a diet snapple peach tea has turned out to be my favorite and uh some other little like uh I don't know soda water not soda water I'm gonna tell you right now soda water is disgusting all those Lucre, I've already talked about these Lucre, Lucrux, whatever they all anything, anything like that, gross. But I have been drinking. I think it's called sparkling ice. Um, it's just as bad. It has aspartame in it. <laughs> but um, I just drink like one every other day or so. So I'm not chugging it constantly. Mostly drinking water. So yeah, that's that. As far as eating and food and weight, I haven't weighed myself because I'm fairly certain I'll just be disappointed, but um, I am still pretty well sticking to the eating plan, not going to any drive-thrus, packing my lunch. I've been drinking my green smoothie almost every morning. Sometimes if I have a cup of coffee, I don't really even, I'm not even really hungry to have it, so I just have been drinking coffee and not eating much breakfast. I got today some, uh, if you have any interest in these, they're like little packets of collagen protein that you can put into your coffee. I'm going to give it a try. I think it might end up being good. And then that way, if I only do drink coffee, at least I'll have a little, you know, a little kick, a little kick of protein. I think they call that a bulletproof, folks. Bulletproof coffee. I don't know why. It's a weird name, but, um, so I've got that. And then, um, yeah, I feel good. I'm still, like, my energy level and my exhaustion is just, just always an issue. And, you know, I'm hoping that that'll, that'll work itself out as I, as I try to just heal and get, you know, get my body healthier than what it's been. So, um, yeah, that's that. What other updates do I have? Um... I think that's about it. So I just had to, well, okay, just one other thing real quick. This is again, just a, just a quick, just a little public service announcement to um, just really to everybody. And I'm going to, I say it to myself, but I, I don't really practice this type of behavior because I'm, as you know, nervous, anxious, all of those things. Yesterday, I picked my daughter up from the elementary school. She's doing an after school program with Legos. I don't know what they do. They just, she wanted to do it. She begged me to do it. I let her do it. Um, so I pick her up. As I'm getting in my car, I see a teacher. It was actually my, uh, you know, I'm not going to call her out. It was a teacher. Um, from my kid's school. She drives by as I'm getting in my seat. And, um, so I obviously, I back up. I pull in behind her. We both come up to a stop sign. She turns. Um, then I'm at the stop sign. Then I turn behind her. So I'm not riding her tail. Like I'm nowhere close to her because she turned ahead of me. When we turn, we're going down a hill. And then at the end of that hill is a four-way intersection where two of the, three of the four ways have a stop sign, but, but we don't. So she, for whatever reason, halfway down the hill, I'm telling you what, she gunned it to the point she had to have been going 50 to 60 miles an hour and I have no way to know what caused her to do that but she gunned it and and gunned it so hard that when she turned left to go onto one of these four-way you know intersection roads her tires her tires peeled out like she turned and she was still going so fast and then she continued to like just 
gun it and fast, fast, fast. Now, I don't know what happened. Did she get a phone call? Like, was there an emergency? Did she have a leg spasm? I don't know. But here's what I'm going to say. Like, I don't. I hope that it wasn't road rage or that she, I didn't do sinister. I don't think I did anything that would cause her to be frustrated or try to get away from my vehicle. Like I said, I wasn't anywhere close to her. But <clears throat> I have noticed on the highway, in town, and just any, I drive a lot, I drive all day, every day, so I see a lot of people driving, and I have really noticed a lot of road rage, like just angry faces, a lot of speeding, a lot of hand motions, a lot of screaming, I've talked about how I had the guy screaming at me the one time on the highway, look, can we all just acknowledge the fact that we're driving, like, basically lethal weapons and that rather than getting angry because someone didn't follow the rules of the road or cut you off or didn't go fast enough or whatever it is can we just not can we just try to be safe and not do those kinds of things because I'm I just am scared like anymore out driving I told you this is a while back I don't engage in any type of road rage because I'm terrified of getting shot I do not want to, uh, I'm sure the first person that I engage is guaranteed to be carrying a nine millimeter under their front seat and just pop me one right in the shoulder or something. I, I'm not dealing with it, but I do see it happening a lot and it's just really dangerous. It's really scary and I don't, I just quit. You know, I yell, I'll yell all day long. You can ask my kids. I'll yell, I'll make comments. I'll tell, my favorite thing to say is, uh, it's your world, we're just living in it, you know, do whatever you want to do. Now my kids say it, and they're jaded and hateful. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll make comments, I'll call people names, I'll say things all day long, but I won't, I won't take it any farther than that, because I don't, I don't, I don't want to have an accident, I don't want to, I don't want to be the cause of anybody else's accident. It's just dangerous, folks. Let's just stop it. Let's just make a commitment to just be kind on the roads, and just not not get in a car accident over something dumb like somebody coming in your lane or cutting off or whatever it is so even though those things could also cause accidents I know that but uh but you flipping out and chasing them on the highway to make sure that they see your middle finger like that's not going to prevent them in the future from doing what they just did it's not it's not effective it's not gonna work (laughs) all right so let's work on it all right so um Getting into this first topic here, I have a couple disclaimers. Disclaimer number one, I'm not in any way in this episode or in any other episode judging anyone else's parenting styles or judging anyone else's children. All that I'm doing in, in any scenario that I'm talking about is just relaying information and relaying my experiences and how I've dealt with it and what I observe on how I feel like things could have been done maybe differently or more effectively or in my own situations especially what I wish I would have done differently or how I wish I would have handled things differently and made different choices and and encouraging you to make not to make the same dumb choices that I have so in particular in this situation and this topic is this has just been my experience 
and uh, just an educational piece here uh, for anyone who has children and that are, that are coming up on this age or for anyone who has children that are this age to just know that this is something that, um, that this is just something I've experienced. So I've talked about my oldest son, Charlie, he's 11 and he, um, he skipped a grade. So he's actually, he's not the youngest in his class because his birthday is pretty early in the year. His birthday's in November. But I mean, a lot of the kids in his class are turning 13 this year and he'll, he's, he'll be turning 12 in November. So he's for the most part, at least a year younger than most of the kids in his class. Um, but not, you know, not anyway, he has, this is his second year in this grade. So he's definitely, I think, fully integrated. He has made quite a few friends. He's on the football team with the actual kids in his grade this year. So he's navigating, you know, those relationships I think are different. And he's had a little, you know, a couple little blips of, you know, I don't know, bullying, just comments, things like that are made about him being younger and just trying to, you know, work through that. But the one thing that I, I knew that this would happen, I knew that this would come is in seventh grade is that there has been a lot of focus and a lot of energy and a lot of concentration on who is going out with who. Yeah. Where are you going? First of all, can somebody somewhere, can some kid, listen, Ashley, this might be on you. Can you come up with another name for what it means when you're in seventh grade and you're 11 and you're 12 years old and you can't drive, you can't go anywhere. Can we not call it going out? Because it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. But anyway, there's a lot of focus. Why are there 600 people? at this bank right now. Everybody's trying to get their money. Not me. I'm not waiting in that line. Forget it. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of focus. Everyone's talking about it. Kind of. They're not actually having conversations with each other. They're sending their friends to ask this so-and-so out. And then they're sending their friend back to say, yes or no, I'll go out with you. I won't go out with you. I will go out with you. Where are you going? (laughs) Um, You know, and a lot of it is just, so now we're going out. You're my boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. So we, um, you know, I wear your jersey. You come to my games, blah, blah, blah. So my son, Charlie, they have their, this year is the first year also that they have their little, uh, they have a fall dance. And, um, I told him, this is what I've told him. I've told him that he is not allowed to date. He is not allowed to, (coughs) excuse me. He is not allowed to have a girlfriend to basically align himself with just one person, um, go out girlfriend date any of those things he's 11 people come on um mostly because I don't want him getting caught up in the drama of it and I don't want him to get distracted and get um I just want him to focus I want him to focus on his schoolwork on his academics and I don't want him to feel like it's just too much it's too much for a kid his age to take on like maturity wise he can't handle it. He doesn't know how to handle it. He still giggles and carries on when anybody even talks about girls. Like, it's just not, it's too much. So, but he has definitely had some girls who have, you know, pursued him and, um, 
and this is where I want to talk about as we're uh, raising kids and moving into this tween and early teenage is helping our kids to really understand what it means to have boundaries and to respect other people's boundaries. My son has made it more than clear um, with any girl that kind of comes along his path that he's not allowed. He's not allowed. His mom does his crazy mom does not allow for him to go out or date or whatever. I honestly think, like, he's not mad at me about it. That's the, that's the funny thing is he's, it's not like he's upset. He's not upset with me. He's not frustrated with me. He's not begging me or anything. I honestly think that he likes it. I think that he likes that he doesn't have to deal with it because he has an out. He has never once asked me to change my mind. He's never once asked me to change the rule to change the age, to, to give him a date on when he can go out with somebody. None of those things have come up. I really, truly believe, and I don't know if he'd be able to voice this or not, but I really believe that he likes having that boundary because then that gives him an out and it gives him an excuse, <clears throat> an excuse to not have to deal with the, the drama and the, and the chaos that comes along with seventh grade girls. Bless their hearts they're dramatic. <laughs> he doesn't care. And I love it. He didn't care. You know, he likes a girl. He thinks she's nice. He wants to be friends with her, but because he has that out, he's not wrapped up in it. So he just has consistently said, I'm not allowed. Well, I, the thing that I, I, I mentioned before, I definitely am on his phone every night, you know, checking messages, checking text, checking snip, snippety snaps, as I call it, snapchats. And, uh, last night I happened to notice that he was having a conversation with one of the girls and, um, this girl has consistently asked him if they are dating, are we dating? Are we dating? Are we dating? And he consistently says, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. So she says yesterday, well, I know your mom said, no, you can't, but are we secretly dating? <laughs> I'm like, dang girl, back off. Are we secretly dating? And, and love her heart. Like I said, I'm not judging her. I'm not judging her, her parents or anything. She's, she's just like any other kid at this age trying to figure out where she fits in and, and, and have that security just like her other friends of being able to say, you know, this guy's my boyfriend. And, uh, so are we secretly dating? Um, his answer was no, <laughs> we're not secretly and we're not publicly dating. Neither one of them. Um, so that's what I was going to say is like, like just, I just want to say to parents is, is that, you know, if your parenting style is different, if you allow for your child to go out or to, you know, connect with another, some, another child, kid of the opposite sex or have a boyfriend or have a girlfriend or whatever it is, that's fine. That's, that's, I don't have any issue with that. This is my own personal, <coughs> excuse me, my own personal stance. But I do think we have to help our kids to understand that other kids are going to have boundaries. They're going to have things that they're 
allowed to do that they're not allowed to do and we have and to respect those boundaries and to respect those uh limitations and things with our with their friends and with you know if it's a boy if it's somebody that they like or you know they like like they don't just like them like a friend they like like them you know what I mean um yeah I'm just really proud of my son I guess that's the other thing I was just saying is that I am really proud of him and I hope that he continues to just stay stay strong in that because um it's uh it's not it's not something to get wrapped up in and he's go- he is going to the dance and he does have a little um he does have a little girl that he's going to take to the dance and oh my goodness let me just break it down for you this is the world of a 12 year old <laughs> they're meeting at the depot then they're not meeting at the depot because there's going to be too many people because it's saturday night out in that town and so then they're going to a restaurant there well then now they're not going to that restaurant because it'll be too packed well, then they're going to go to this park. Well, no, they're not going to go to that park. They're going to go to the covered bridge. Well, then we're going to pick her up at her house. It, it, there's the, the plans have ch- And then at one point, the, one of the moms, apparently, or one of the kids has convinced their parent to rent out the entire second story of a restaurant. Here's what I told Charlie. I said, listen, this is the benefit of being a boy. And I, and I don't mean to be sexist or like that, but this is just the reality of it. The girls are going to plan it. And what's going to happen is this is way, you're way too early. The dance isn't until October 20th. It's only the third. They've been planning for two weeks prior to now. I said, the girls are going to plan all of it. And the girls' moms are going to plan all of it. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to show up. Chances are they're going to change the plans maybe two days before the dance, (laughs) last minute. And you're going to show up and you're going to have a flower for her and you're going to do whatever she wants to do because let them do it. Let them have their drama. She keeps, this is the other thing in the text messages. She keeps apologizing. Sorry about the drama. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. Let them have it. Let them have the drama. Let the girls deal with it. I feel bad. I I dread the day that my, my daughter, Clara becomes 12, 11, all of it, because I know my day is coming, but for right now, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm encouraging my son to just ride it out and let them, let them deal with it. But I, I you know, I don't want to get y'all wrapped up in, in a uh, junior high, uh, dramatics, but I do want to say, you know, helping our kids, I, they're, you know, even, even younger, you know, I don't, if my kids don't want to give someone a hug or don't want to give them a kiss or tell them about, I don't force them to. I think that they have their own boundaries and they have their own, you know, things that they are, are willing and wanting to do when it comes to interacting with other people. And so I don't force them to do that. And I think, you know, on the same end, if like even between my kids, if one, if my daughter wants to give the two-year-old a hug at night and the two-year-old is flipping out and doesn't want a hug, I'll say to the seven-year-old, you know, back off. She doesn't want to be bothered right now or she's, she doesn't want to, you know, be all on her. She doesn't want a hug right now. So I think just teaching our kids to respect other people's boundaries basically is what it comes down to. And I hope, my hope is that, you know, as, as I'm teaching my kids these things and other people are, that, that that'll carry out through high school and through college so that someday when he's saying, no, I don't do drugs. No, I don't do, I don't drink alcohol. That there will be kids around him that will respect that and not pressure him into, um, you know, to engaging in those types of activities. Um, and that, you know, that this is kind of setting the tone 
<clears throat> for him to be able to say no and uh and stick with his stick with what he where he stands so I don't know it's been a it's been a really you know I knew obviously as your kids get older there's always different issues different things that come up I'm kind of going into this blind with my first one here at at my oldest and that's just how it goes you just kind of go into it and you hope for the best and you don't really know what to expect but um, I kind of knew that these kinds of things would co- would pop up. I knew that there was a dance. I knew that there were girls even last year who wanted to wear his jersey and who were talking to him about going out and dating and stuff. And it's kind of gramped up <clears throat> quite a bit this year with all the hormones and, oh my gosh, boobs. All these girls look like grown women. I can't handle it. Um and then, you know, the boys are growing up. The other, a couple weeks ago, Charlie had a cold. He was like, my voice is changing. I was like, it is not, dude. You just got a cold. No, he's he's nowhere close to that. And that's the other thing. Like, I just have to, even though I'm so happy that he is integrating and socially he's, like, doing well in this grade, he's definitely a, a younger. Like, it's, he if he goes through uh, and, and goes through junior high and continues to, you know, socially do well like he is, then maybe when he's in high school, we'll revisit the uh, idea of dating. But for right now, he's okay. Like he's, he's, he's chill with it. I'm, I'm good with it. And, and that's where we're leaving it at. So, but the takeaway is teach your kids to just honor, honor their friend's boundaries and, uh, and just be respectful of, of where their kids stand or where their parent, where their friends' parents make them stand. Maybe that's not where they stand, but if their parents make them and they honor their parents and they, they stick to that, then, then, then let them, let them have those, those boundaries and help your kids to, uh, understand that, you know, there's different parenting styles and, um, and just that, you know, whatever a parent decides for their child is, it is what they decide and to respect that. So, I just had to take a little pause there uh, just to do a little work, and I was thinking as I was uh, in with a patient, I just want to reiterate, like sometimes I hear myself talking or I think back to what I've said, and like I'm like, I sounded like so pretentious or kind of cocky or like I've I've got it all together and that my kid is my kids have got it they don't like we're we're a wreck just I just want to be clear like it's a mess over here um but that this is just this is just one thing that I've noticed as my son is like getting into these types of interactions with girls um but yeah like I we don't I I don't want to come across like judgmental or that nobody else has it together and you know like I I don't have it together Uh, we're a wreck and it's a mess and um just trying to figure it out parenting out just like anybody else um but that like I said that's one thing that I wanted to to talk about today that I've noticed it's been a um ongoing topic since school started and even last year but especially since school started this year so that's that tell me what you think I mean leave me a comment or or send me an email and let me know um you know how you how you've handled it or maybe there's a better option or maybe there's a better plan I honestly I haven't even put a day put an age on when he is allowed to date I've just said no (laughs) because uh I don't really I don't really know what that age is like I said I don't know if he'll even as a freshman I mean he'll be 
uh, he'll be barely 13. No, wait a minute. Yeah, he'll be, yeah, he'll be 13 when he starts ninth grade. So, is that really even, uh, old enough to be able to start dating and you're in high school? I, I don't know. I don't really know how that works, um, or how it'll work with him. I think it's, ha- I think that's the other thing is like, it just has to be specific for every kid. And that's why I don't want to lock in like a household rule when you turn this age, you can then date. Because what if my daughter at 13 isn't at a point where having a boyfriend is a good idea for her? It's never a good idea for her to have a boyfriend. Her age is 30. She knows that. No. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so the only other thing I wanted to get into, just as a second topic here, is... Uh-oh. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, this is a... a commercial interruption this is not sponsored because I don't have any sponsors um I went to I had a little bit of time before my first patient today and so I went to big lots as you do when you have time to browse and look at random crap um and I came across listen moon cheese as in the moon in the sky cheese pepper jack and it says on here only 100% cheese gluten-free listen people this is the most delicious thing I've ever ate. It's kind of like a cheese puff, which I don't really like because it just doesn't really... I know it's not real food, but this is real food. Like, I'm going to tell... I'm going to read the ingredients to you. Listen. Listen to the ingredients. Monterey Jack cheese with jalapeno peppers. That's it. It's like freeze-dried or something. Little balls of cheese. It's so good. So delicious. I bought two bags of them. I'm not going to lie to you. I bought two bags of them, and I'm glad I did because it's delicious. So check that out. Moon Cheese. Hey, Moon Cheese. If you want to sponsor this uh, this podcast, I'm down for that. You can send me big boxes of Moon Cheese, and I'll pass them out to all my friends because I flipping love that stuff. It's so good. All right. Yeah, that was a... <clears throat> That was just a little commercial there for you. Um, so, my, the only other topic that I want to get into is, uh, okay, so two nights ago, so Monday night, <coughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was coming up on the tail end of the Diet Mountain Dew detox. I don't know if it was just exhaustion from the weekend. Uh, who knows? But I had a really, really emotionally charged day. Uh, if you're a woman, especially, I'm sure you know what I mean. I just found myself crying a lot. <laughs> and uh, just really, really down on myself. Really frustrated with some just really kind of insignificant things that I should not have gotten as frustrated about as I did. But what I want to talk about today is that one of the things that I think single parents especially experience, and really parents in general, when you have kids, I think all parents experience this, is just a real feeling of isolation and a feeling like you're alone or you don't have anyone in your world that cares, that really cares about you or that you don't have or that things are difficult or that it feels like everything is difficult or that it's hard to you know manage your time or manage your kids or behaviors or whatever just feels hard just parenting is just it just feels hard sometimes and 
I, I guess as just a word of encouragement um, and just how God is really, you know, after having that full-on meltdown on Monday night on the phone with my mom, as we all do, I'm sure, uh, or a friend or whoever it is, the person that you trust that you can actually really, really unload and unleash with, um, you know, full-on meltdown, it, it felt like from that moment on, God really put people into my life to just show me that I'm not alone. I'm not isolated. I'm not on doing this on my own. Um, I had a, a yesterday at my daughter's soccer game. It was the craziest thing. We're sitting there, and it kind of sprinkled a little bit right at the beginning of the game, and then it stopped. And then as we're sitting there, we could actually see the rain coming from. Um, if anybody's a meteorologist, can you please tell me about this? Because it was a, it was the strangest thing. We could see the rain, and then when we looked around, anyone who had any like a, any women around us, everyone's hair was like sticking straight up with with uh, whatever type of storm static electricity was happening. I've never seen it like this before. It was crazy, but um, so it literally went from like sunny skies to full on torrential downpour within a thirty second. <laughs> period like a snap of a finger but so I have the babies I have my daughter I'm trying to get her off the soccer field the game just ended when this started so they're trying to get their snacks they're trying to get run off the field and I'm trying to get to the car I mean it's pouring hard like sheets <coughs> this girl who has become a friend of mine just from our kids being in this in the same activities and I really really um just have enjoyed like in the times that we do get to spend together, mostly at our kids' act sports activities. But um, she was holding uh, the baby, and she held him and carried him all the way to the car and helped me to put him in the car and helped to put the two-year-old in the car so I could go get my daughter off the soccer field. And then her husband came over and held the umbrella over his umbrella over me while I broke down the stroller and uh, put it into the trunk. Listen, I know that that seems like like not a big deal. Like that's just what that's just a nice thing that somebody did. But for me, that was a moment to where not only did I have to pray <clears throat> and repent. I'm losing my voice like out of nowhere. Um, I had to pray and just repent and ask for forgiveness to God for for really being so negative and so um, just frustrated with my circumstances but I had to really acknowledge that there are people in this world who genuinely care about you there are people in this world who genuinely are really really good people and genuinely are really really interested in helping you and in being a part of your life and I'm saying this to myself and I'm saying this to anyone who feels lonely and who feels like they don't have the help that they want or the help that they need to a single mom, to a single dad, to parents in general, if you're a mom. I mean, I know there's moms that are married and feel very much single parents because their, their spouse works full time or works more than full time and is gone 10, 12 hours a day. I had a friend who her husband would leave at four o'clock in the morning and wouldn't get home until six o'clock in the evening. You're just as much a single parent as I am, as far as I'm concerned. You know, when you're doing it on your own, whether you have a a man in your bed or a woman in your bed at the end of the night, I mean, you're it's it's hard. It's really hard, and you can you can easily, as I did, 
find yourself getting to the point of feeling like I'm alone, I'm isolated, I don't have anybody that cares, I don't have anybody that, that, that wants to help me. And so that moment um, really just kind of snapped me out of it and helped me to see that I have so many things to be thankful for. I have so many things that I've been blessed with. And I think that, you know, I don't know, having a pity party every once in a while kind of feels nice. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to discourage it, <laughs> you know, getting it out, having a little, little ugly cry, a little snotty cry every once in a while isn't a terrible thing, I don't think. But, but after it's over, kind of have to snap out of it kind of have to snap out of it and look around and take a real inventory of what you have to be thankful for. You know, my kids are so healthy, my home, my, you know, everything, my job, just a lot of really great things that I, that are going through my, for my life. People that care about me and my kids. And, um, and I know everyone doesn't have that. And I, and so for me to complain and for me to be ugly crying because I've nobody cares or whatever I whatever type of thing I was thinking about in that moment um you know I gotta snap out of it and so I know um I mentioned Rachel Hollis before I've still been listening to her podcast Jill and I are doing the book review next month um on Girl Wash Your Face and she actually just recently came out with a 90 day challenge um where she um encouraged people towards the end of the year Instead of kind of going down on a low note with everything through the holidays to actually kind of ramp up and, you know, make some choices and decisions um, to end the year positively as you go into the new year. And uh, so she, one of the things that she talked about that I've kind of signed up for it and I've read some of the things, I've watched a couple of the videos, but... um, One of the things that she encourages, you know, if you sign up for this challenge or you agree to be a part of this challenge is to write down, you know, things each day that you're grateful for, whether it's something, you know, in generic or something generic or something that's happened that day. Um, And I think that that can be a really grounding practice, something that you can really just kind of gives you a good perspective on, um, you know, this is what I'm thankful for. This is what I have. These are the things that are in my life. These are the people that are in my life. This is, you know, let me snap out of it. Even though I, like, I, I know I, I don't want to only exclusively talk to single parents, but I'm, I, I'm telling you, y'all, y'all don't, uh, if you're not a single parent, I mean, it's my kids are in bed at eight and then I'm alone and it's quiet and I don't talk to anybody until I go to bed at midnight. So that's like sometimes even later, sometimes three, four hours that I'm just alone and I don't talk to and, and it can be very lonely. It can feel very lonely. It can feel very isolating. And I know that, um, you know, being able to write those things down, being able to focus on what I'm thankful for and what I'm grateful for has really helped me to have some perspective and not that I don't have my moments where I flip out like I did on Monday night and fall apart, but, um, you know, just trying to, to keep good perspective on, uh, you know, really the fact that we live in the United States is enough to say how good we have it. Um, but that's that for today. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, plan on posting this, um, 
I'm so thankful for anyone who listens. I really appreciate y'all. Like I've said before, I know you don't have to. It's not like this is a school assignment or a work assignment or something you have to do. I know you choose to, and that really means a lot to me, and I I really, really appreciate it. Um, Just be good to yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Write, you know, be thankful. There's, if you want to check that out, the 90 day challenge, you can look it up on her website. There's other things that she encourages, um, you know, to try to challenge and try to commit to for these last 90 days. But I think in general, whether it's 90 days or year round, I think if you write it down or you just take the moment to think about it each day, I think it's a good practice to really look around. Uh, and, and just be, be content, be content in the, in what you have. My mom the next day, uh, or that night, even, I think she texted me and reminded me of my grandmother. One of her life verses was, uh, if you have your, if you have your Bible folks, turn to Philippians, you're going to, this is what pastors say, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to go to John and then you're going to turn right. You're going to go to John or you're going to go to Revelation and you're going to turn left. Uh, yeah, swords back your Bible, Philippians 4.11, where it says, uh, but I, this is a total paraphrase, but essentially I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances that I have. And I'm, I'm, wor- I'm trying, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, get to that point of being content. If my grandmother mastered anything, it was that. Uh, anyone who knew her, anyone who was ever around her, who looked at her face, who looked at her eyes, could look at her and know that whether she had everything or she had nothing, she was content and she was joyful and she was just settled in, in the situation that she was in and, and she was okay with it. So um, up until her death, she was as, was as content as you can imagine. Um, anyway... I don't want to talk about my grandma because then I'll start crying. <laughs> Gosh, losing people is hard, and uh, it's it's the grief does not happen the same day. It, it lasts a long, long time. So that's okay. Um, yeah, get in contact with me. I'm going to say this again. Get in contact with me on Instagram. You can look for me on uh, on there. It's uh, it's dot me dot sam. Dot podcast, or you can even email me at the same it's dot me dot sam dot podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on the Twitter at it's me sam podcast, or you can look for the Facebook group page it's me sam. I'm going to be posting um, on all of those uh, locations. I don't know what you call it. Um, and then, uh, and then I'll go from there. All right, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. It's really been a beautiful week. The weather has been nice. It's been hot. I mean, it's 86 degrees right now. Are you kidding me? It's October 3rd, 86 degrees in Ohio. Um, I'm trying not to complain because I know to like three days from now, it'll be snowing. Um, that's just how, how it rolls here, but 86 degrees a day. It's been nice. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your day. And uh, I'll talk to y'all the next time. All right. Bye.